0: Hey, my name's Jacob Norris, and welcome back to Bar Chatter. Um, This week was an awesome, awesome conversation with a good friend of mine, Jordan Rayfield, about the Black Lives Matter movement um, and the importance of that movement and what it means to be vocal for this movement right here, right now. Um, In no way did we want to speak on behalf of the Black community or speak for the Black community or even try and find our existence being in any way similar, but we wanted to have a conversation about everything that we're seeing every day and how important it is to have these conversations. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, I think this episode is an awesome opportunity to just hear points of views that you may not hear that often and hear different things that um, you may not see on your form of media consumption, but I think it's an awesome and necessary conversation. Um, so sweet. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bar Chatter. All right. I am sitting down with one of my older friends, a longer friend from back in the OU days, um, Jordan Rayfield, or more widely known as Jay Ray. Why don't you go ahead and introduce
1: yourself? Hi, everybody. Everyone that's listening to the millions of followers that Jacob has. Yeah,
0: all of my millions of fans.
1: <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> um, as you said, I'm Jordan. Uh, most people call me J-Ray. I feel like Jacob will say J-Ray most of the time. Yeah. Um, Because my last name is Rayfield. Jordan Rayfield. Um, and yeah, met Jacob at OU. Mm-hmm. I was his mentor, his role model. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah.
0: I think... Uh, Jerry, when I was at OU, we were both Kappa Sigs and I did U Sing, which is a huge deal at OU. It's um, done at schools all around. It's like the homecoming performance where Greek life competes. It's super fun. Kind of get to be a theater kid again. (laughs) We were just watching Glee and it literally is like a Glee fantasy. Um, And Jordan was my director and we got close through there and I ended up, I was going to end up directing with Jordan, but I ended up transferring, but yeah yeah then you left i know (laughs) and i was gone i was in and out quick but luckily we stayed in touch and ironically got in touch more because of covid Mm -hmm. which is such a
1: amazingly odd incredible perk i feel like that's happened with like a bunch of people that i know like yeah you like almost have so much time to like reconnect with people no, totally. I love seeing who I'm reconnecting with, though, because obviously you have so many options, but then you're like, I'm going to choose this person over here, and then this person <laughs> over here. <laughs> I know. And then you like, reconnect with like, the most random people, but it's been so great.
0: I agree. It's been really nice to see people and talk to people I haven't seen since high school. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: But today, um, this is unlike
0: a normal episode of Bar Chatter. It's not... Drinking and talking about pop culture. I mean, this is pop culture really. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not the celebrity gossip that you're used to hearing on here. Um, I wanted to have a conversation about the black lives matter movement and what has been happening and what we can still be doing to be active in the movement and pushing things forward. Um, And I thought talking to Jay Ray would be an awesome, awesome opportunity. He's shared some really cool stuff on his Instagram story that I read through and, all the content he was posting and pushing out was really, really helpful and really awesome. And it hasn't slowed down. Um, so I figured he'd be a great person to be able to sit down and talk to. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to kind of get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. All right. So I kind of wanted to start off, um, the first question with what and why and how are you personally involved with the black lives matter movement?
1: Yeah. Um, obviously like what brought black lives matter movement to most of our attentions was like the murder of George Floyd, George, George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what kicked off. I think this like national realization that people are having right now. Um, And I was definitely a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely wasn't as like vocal and passionate about black lives matter um, beforehand because it just like wasn't as popular at the time. And I don't think I was educated enough to be confident in sharing things. Mm -hmm. And as time has passed, I've like read, watched, listened to everything I could to be more educated. And I think from that, my passion grew from that. I think like, one of the bigger reasons why I have like started my, like, I don't know how to describe it, like started my, started using my voice more in a way Mm -hmm. um, to kind of support this movement and be a part of it is because I'm a teacher and it's, it's weird being a teacher and seeing people not just younger than me, but older than me, not know things. Right. And like not be as educated as I want them to be. Not saying that like everyone should be fully educated or like you don't matter to me. Right. But The this type of like social justice, social system problem that we are starting to realize that our country is in is more. It's it it just matters more now because we Mm -hmm. are we we all know it's there. I think this movement has kind of brought a lot of things to light, and it has brought a lot a lot brought a lot of things to light for me. And like those things that have been brought to light are like so jarring in my opinion that like that like if someone's not as passionate as me i tend to get a little frustrated because it's like it's just like it's just very eye-opening and like i don't know i kind of forget what the question was but
0: (laughs) no but i i very much agree with that i think that my growth with the black artist movement is very in the same it was this year that i really became way more vocal and active about talking about it Mm -hmm. even though there were ample times for me to become vocal like way back with Trayvon Martin, which really wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago, but was long enough ago to definitely be a time to start talking. Yeah. Um, but I think it kind of, both our growth, it sound like also came with, somewhat with, with maturity, like being yeah. able to take a step out and kind of become fully independent allowed me to also totally. be like, I can, I have my own opinion. I can see this differently. I'm really kind of only hearing and seeing what I want to be seeing, not in a way where I'm not educating myself, but yeah. to a point where I'm further proving that I, that these, that this is important, that this does matter. And that the things that I thought I should have been talking about or haven't been talking about, they're more prevalent than ever before.
1: Yeah. And I think like this has made a lot of people reflect on their upbringings past, like who they are, who they interact with. And like, as both being cisgender white men, it's like, And yeah, and I feel like, and for me at least, like, I went to private school all my life besides college when I went to OU, which is, like, Mm -hmm. predominantly white anyway. But, like, I was not in a very diverse community, like, almost my whole life. Like, I I didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities. Not saying that it was, like, my parents' fault, obviously. But, like, I just didn't have many opportunities to get educated on um, the... Struggle and strife that the black community have to go through every day just because of the color of their skin, and I think that that kind of shows the cracks in the private education that I got that I didn't kind of get to have that realization earlier. And I yeah. think a lot of my frustration comes with like me being twenty five and being like, "Why haven't I known about this?" In a way, yeah, because um, like even if I was like even in college, like I didn't realize how much of this is like a systematic problem that has been going on totally, and it's like been going on like right under our noses, and like we've been participants in it, yeah. And like we just like had no idea, it's very, um, it's just very eye opening. No, I
0: agree. I didn't get into like public school until high school, mm-hmm. and that private school bubble, oddly enough, created a quite literally a bubble that yeah. I didn't see around, and it wasn't my parents' fault either because. With kids, you naturally start hanging out with your kids'
1: friends, parents for playdates. Yeah, so
0: you're you're all enveloped in the same bubble, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get out of.
1: And Dallas is a big private school area. Like there's are so many private schools. parents want the best for their realize. kids, and in Dallas, for the most part, private schools, is what's the best option for getting an education. Yeah, especially just from like what you learn, the opportunities you get from being there, the alumni system, whatever it may be that brings parents to certain schools. Like, I don't think, um, I don't think parents looked at, at least like, I don't think my parents looked at like, Oh, like, am am I sending my child to a diverse place where like, they're going to kind of be in a place where that's mirroring the world around them. I think they were looking for the best education that I, that I can get, which is like what parents have the struggle with is like, do I send them to a really great school that, can give them a bunch of opportunities or am I going to send them to a school that like reflects the world around them? And usually those schools that reflect the world around us aren't funded well. Right. So it's like a double edged sword in a way where it's like, and then you get to like look into all
0: that. There's all different flip sides to all those coins where it's Mm -hmm. like, well, this could be this if, 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 if there's so many ifs.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I think like a lot of the conversations I've had with my parents, um, mostly my mom is like, Like I feel like my mom like was afraid that I was gonna like blame her for not knowing things, Mm -hmm. but that like totally wasn't my thought process. It was more just like you made the decisions to for the betterment of me, and like now I'm a, a more realized person to where I can learn more about this now. Right. Like I think that with my education that I got, I'm I'm a better person to kind of and like. I have learned to look inward during this situation Mm -hmm. and during this movement and kind of see where I have done wrong in the past and like where my part in the systematic racism that takes place in this country has been Mm -hmm. and like kind of figured out a way to kind of rework what I think about certain stuff. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Okay, so
0: on that same vein, whenever you started voicing uh, your opinions and kind of getting vocal especially uh-huh. since both of us had not been vocal before. Yeah. Um what kind of what, what kind of support and or backlash did you receive and was were you surprised by either or kind of
1: thing? Um I got a lot of support. I definitely got more support than backlash. I
0: totally totally agree.
1: Yeah. Like I think we um surround ourselves with like minded people so Yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> yes so absolutely. we
1: love our um, we love our libs and we love our dens. And so yeah. we I think my and it's like the same way that like your newsfeed is what you make of it and like now people are trying to get more like black creators, black voices on yeah. their newsfeed. And I think like I have done that for a while with just like-minded people. So like I have a lot of support and a lot of my posts that I was posting came from other people that i follow so it wasn't like i didn't like make anything myself i kind of just shared resources that i found very helpful for me yes um that was there i would say the only backlash that i got was from my mom who she wasn't it wasn't backlash against what i was posting it was backlash against like i would like post say like a a list of things and she'd be like, oh, did you, like, look into every single one of these things and make sure that you agree with it? Yeah. And I'd be like, I mean, obviously, no. But I trust the source. So right. I'm going to, like, repost. And, like, if it's, like, like, I posted and it's still on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's a Google Doc that kind of, like, gives you. Oh, that
0: Google Doc was great.
1: Yeah. It's, like, lesson plans. Yeah. So it's, like, lesson plans on, like, what you can do if you have, like, 15 minutes a day to kind of, like, help educate yourself a little bit better. Um, But my mom, like, looked through it and, like, found, like, maybe two things that were, like, not 100% in her opinion the best. And, like, that was the only backlash that I got that I can really remember that I was, like, kind of distraught over just because, like, my mom kind of analyzes what I post a lot. So she'll just be like, so you said this, so why? Which, like, I love that we can have those conversations. But it's her tone usually is, like, you didn't you didn't look into this hard enough. Like, why are you going to post something that you don't know hundred percent? So I would say that was like the only backlash I got, but definitely like so much support so much, like love this thing, sharing it too. Yeah. Or like, um, yeah. Just like people saying that they like, like that I'm using my voice. And I think my mom ultimately likes that. I'm using my voice. Like she doesn't, I'm like out of the three of like, I'm one of three and my siblings haven't posted anything so i think like if anything my mom's more proud of me for like using my voice even yeah. if it doesn't like 100% align with what she thinks but yeah that was pretty much the only thing what about you
0: i think same thing i had so much support from friends and followers because i think through over the past 3 years i've surrounded myself with people who think like me and kind yeah. of act like me not and sometimes even like for the betterment for myself, especially when I came out, I felt like it was really important to surround myself only with people who like supported me for who I was totally. And in that same vein, it seemed like that those type of people fall in line with this movement perfectly. Like, yeah, it's in general, it's crazy how much like just acceptance comes up in these type of things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when that all happened, I started to surround myself with people and I got a bunch of support, but when it comes to backlash, I did only received like one little like backlash from a, like, it was a random DM from some rando that I literally haven't talked to in forever. Yeah, and all they said was someone's changed. Period. And I was like, in my, And then it started. I didn't want to like pop off. I didn't want to yeah. do anything. So I was just one of those things where it was like, I made sure I literally was just like thumbs up emoji, only response. Um, I didn't even like block them. I unfollowed them, but I didn't block them or anything. I was like, they can tune into my content still yeah. and, like, have opinions on it. Like good for them. I will. I want them to have an opinion on it. Like at least they're tuning into it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: bitch, I have changed. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you should, should. change too. Yeah, like, you should too. And then that
0: had spent me on like a whole like thing of being like, it's odd to me that I think majority of people don't follow directly in their parents footsteps, but it seems uh-huh. like with people our age and having potentially a completely opposite point of view it very much is one that mir- mirrors what they were told by their parents or what their parents feel.
1: Yeah. And I was like
0: what what part of my life did I step out of that but I was also like I even think my parents have changed greatly. Yeah. And everything different because when you brought up your mom and dad it sort of made me think we've had really good conversations and I've been really blessed and lucky to have those conversations where I feel really open and able to talk about it. Um, And my parents are very supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement. I think there are things that um, we'll get into, like the tiny little things that feed into that, that the media picks up on more. Mm -hmm. And certain media outlets are picking up on more. Love the media. (laughs) I love the media. That's why I majored in it. Um, (laughs) God. But, yeah, so my parents have been oddly really supportive, which has been incredible, because I think a vast majority of parents... Especially where we're from, yeah. it's not that way. Yeah, like they encouraged me when I said I was going to do a protest. My younger brothers, without doing anything, were sharing stuff on their social medias, and without me prompting them either. And I was like, "Thank God!" Like at least, and that's what made me think like we've all changed. So it's odd mm-hmm. that this random little DM
1: yeah
0: got me thinking so much. But I was like, "It's so weird." That all his only comment was, "Someone's changed," and I was like, "Well, maybe you should." Like that's what this whole thing is about—is yeah. change.
1: Well, it's like um. Like, when celebrities say, like, don't read the comments, like, you're only going to focus on the one bad one. Exactly. it's, it's And as celebrities, we have, we can't a, have that strife as, as well. As a
0: celebrity. <laughs> no, exactly. Okay, so as we get into what we can still do, I guess I kind of wanted to start talking about the big topics that get brought up mm-hmm. in this, especially with our generation versus an older generation. Um, one of the biggest being, I want to talk about Twitter as a news source, uh-huh. because... I very much have valued Twitter during this entire movement for, I'm sure uh, so many people have seen the thread, I'm sure you've seen the thread where it was like a thread of police brutality taking place, all videos, all video proof taking place during these protests. Mm -hmm. And it has been some of the sole reasons these officers are getting convicted or charged or anything. And for that, I'm like, this holds so much value because at the moment it's basically like the only fact checker in the system we have. Mm -hmm. But I know that we all are being exposed to so many opinions necessarily and not facts. And that's where it starts to get scary.
1: Yes. I think that, um, I feel like we might get into like the whole like hashtag cancel culture of it all, but I agree. Um, I think that in a time where our administration, mm-hmm. dare we get into this, our, <laughs> our administration doesn't um, doesn't hold people accountable for their actions, and it's and we and there's just proof of a long line of officers who have done these brutal acts in the past who just totally literally like i think maybe like what is it like one percent got like acquitted yeah. or something yeah it's i had i that's okay so crazy. said so i had that number written down
0: it was 99 percent of killings by police from 2013 to 2019 have not resulted in officers being charged
1: yeah and so what twitter has done which is amazing is that there's these video proof of these of these police brutalities and people are getting held accountable. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's like judgment day is here almost for them. Exactly. Where Twitter has become so powerful that it can affect people's lives negatively as they should, but right. and, but that should be handled with our government and yeah. like all that, but since that's not happening, we're we're taking other actions to make sure that happens because Totally. It, it, we can't just, like, live in a world where people aren't accountable, especially the people that are supposed to be, like, yeah. like governing. Not governing, but, like, protecting us. Absolutely. Um, and governing. I mean,
0: who are we kidding? I yeah, feel like, like they it's, are a
1: presence that
0: you immediately acknowledge and react however way you were told to react.
1: Uh-huh. And, like, I think I think it kind of shows that um, just, like, the power of Twitter and the power of this, of this younger voice that's coming up to that's coming up to become the leaders of our country, mm-hmm. and kind of like hopefully weaning out these like seventy to eighty year old politicians who like don't know how to use an iPad out of office because like technology is such a huge part of our lives and it's so stupid and frustrating that we have to like say that out loud because it's so it seems obvious. obvious yeah and we have politicians that like kind of like either degrade the like ability that technology has to help us well i mean trump and tiktok all right now yes and and just they just like don't know what they're talking about in a sense and i feel like they have like just some sort of vendetta against like social media like tiktok like twitter like whatever saying is kind of like just people like saying whatever they want yeah which it is but it's also a place where people are like it's also, yeah, it's a place where people close to the
0: people who are, seem to be upset mm-hmm. are getting called out, are, yeah. where we are all having conversations openly and agreeing that this person should be called out. And now, not to dive into that, but I feel like it is important to touch on it, the difference between accountability and cancel culture. Yeah. Because I think there's a very fine line, especially in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. hmm I think the account of us holding them accountable involves them getting canceled. Like yeah. that is required. They deserve punishment. And if the punishment is not something we can get, our job is our, what we can do as citizens is alert anyone in the future to these people and basically blacklist them. Yeah. Um With that being said, I think the power that that has and the prevalence of cancel culture is so much higher than the prevalence of holding someone accountable.
1: Yeah. I think cancel culture has turned into a trend. Yeah. Um, and it's turned into who can we get next? And I think that, um, I think that people that have made mistakes in their past, that their mistakes kind of get brought to light, have a way of um, getting out of stuff. Totally. And getting out of the accountability that we think that we they should have. Yeah. Um, there are some people who have done amazing things and people that have done bad things. And sometimes those people are the same person. Absolutely. So, like, um, for example, like Jenna Marbles. Yes. Content creator on YouTube. Hilarious. Has mm-hmm. done amazing things. Made amazing videos. Um, charitable works. Whatever.
0: Has never... Been showing him as a supporter of all the yes. different minority communities she really hasn't ever had problems.
1: Yeah, and Some of her videos in the past are now Like as more people are becoming educated now we see that those videos aren't right right or they were um, Just derogatory to people of color. They were just not good yeah. And she took it upon herself to say hey guys like I have reflected those videos were not cool I'm actually going to take a break from social media to kind of figure out what I want to be as a content creator going forward, because that's not the content I want to create, but that's, that was the content I created in the past. Right. So like, I'm going to figure out what I need to do to kind of figure out what, if I, if I'm going to create more content, what's that going to be? And how is that going to support people that need support? Right. Which is amazing. And like, I think the people that kind of get called out that either wait till it goes away. Yeah. Or issues an apology and then like kind of just goes about the day. Yeah. Like those are the people that kind of take cancel culture and make it into some, like make it into a trend because if people are just going to weigh it out or issue an apology and then that's it. And then it's over and done with, Yeah, then cancel culture can live on forever. Yes. Because like, then there's no accountability. Absolutely.
0: And I think like the repeat offenders of cancel culture lately, Mm -hmm. where it's like in one year, a person can survive canceling three times, whatever that even means. I find that to be extremely fascinating because I think there's an idea of like, like you said already, like, who can we get next? But it's also like, oh, well, they got away with it this time, but we're going to get them next time and worse. And we're going to yeah. get them next time and worse.
1: Well, it also doesn't help that, am I going to say this? You can. It, um, it <laughs> also doesn't it. help that our two presidential um, running, how do I say this? Our two nominees, uh, nominees. Yes. Our two presidential nominees, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, are victims of uh, cancel culture in a way by having a lot of their bad shit aired out totally. And now they're running for president. Exactly. And <laughs> in a way
0: they, up in a way they deserve to be canceled completely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't even speak, speak on the one who's in office now because I'm not trying to do all that, yeah. but cause I have so many opinions, yeah. <laughs> um, but with Joe Biden, especially, I think for us, it, it's such a pickle because. Yeah. We know that it's like, we kind of have to vote for this person if we want any change to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the step forward. It is not our chosen step by any means, but it's what we have to do. Yeah. And with all that coming up, it just made it. It it makes the decision. Well, it's like, who are we
1: going to choose for president? Either a sexual predator or a sexual predator. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) insane that that's that's the choice we're making. I know. I saw a TikTok, which ironically,
0: how funny, but it said, um... It, they were like, do we choose the racist pedophile or the pedophile with dementia? And I was <laughs> like, ooh, 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 I guess. I guess the dementia one. But like, yeah. that alone, like that little joke is sadly what it feels like, though. Like, there is not a good choice.
1: Yeah. It's like Let's have Two Evils. And like people said that that was kind of like the 2016. 2016, I mean, 2016 exactly. But it was like, now if we're going to compare now to then, it's like fucking Hillary Clinton was amazing. She was yeah. a goddess. And <laughs> In compared comparison, to what we yes. have, like it's insane. Like she was maybe like sketchy, but she wasn't like fucking, she didn't have these that, outwardly right.
0: hateful opinions.
1: Yes. That we know of. I mean, yeah, we can't even dive down the
0: trafficker <laughs> who just got arrested. Cause then that'll, that's going to be a whole yes, other wor- yes, pan of worms. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, I'm glad we touched on that. I, another thing I want to bring up is there's such, it's such a popular, popular phrase that is getting picked up on both sides. For the right reason, but the media is blasting it out there and social media and people are using the word so freely that I think it's getting so confused and convoluted. I want to talk about what it means to defund Mm -hmm. versus dismantle. Yes. Because I think people assume that defunding is dismantling.
1: Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. I would say that um, that was a poor choice of words on the Dem side of saying defund because... In my like, when mm-hmm. I first heard it, I was like, "So we're taking all the money away from the police?" Like That's what it sounds like because we're defunding them, right? We're taking money away. So why? Like, and in my head, I'm like, if in my head, police are bad, so I'm like, take all the money. Um, but, but it's not that, right? It's 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 reallocation. It's, it's like, yeah, it's reallocation. Dismantle is not even the, a good word for it either. But it's like, um, it's reallocation. It's like let's. It's just like. Defend the police is fix the problem. That's what yes. it is. it's like. Let's look at this. See what we can do to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Exactly. That's what it is. And, like, I think a lot of people took the Defend the police and definitely, like, used the bad words that we chose for it mm-hmm. against it, which, like, that's what politics is. Right. But, um, But, like, if you just look into it, and if you take, like, fucking... Sorry, but if you take, like... Oh, you can cuss (laughs) on here. Do not worry. (laughs) If you take, like, five minutes just to, like, look at what people are saying about it, you can realize that it's not taking money away from police. Yeah. And I think that's what's frustrating about it, is that people just don't give it the time to see what it actually is. And it's just, like, defund the police. They're going to take money. Mm -hmm. You're going to take money from the police? Now, what are you... Like, who's going to protect us?
0: Exactly. Oh, I... That that is literally, like, the sentence in order, I feel like. I hear all the time. I... Or, like, how how are you
1: going to do things without police there?
0: Like, Like... God, I know, it is so stupid to me. I also think that uh, it's so funny that people now, particularly—I don't mean—I'm not trying to generalize. I'm really a not, but a majority of the conservative people are hung up on the defund the police thing. Yeah, but defund is a word that they use regularly with defund Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. defund education, defund mental service, mental health services, defund social services. So that word, they know what that word means. They really do. Yeah. Because they've been doing it. Yeah. So I think that's always funny when it's like, when it comes, for some reason, when it comes to this movement in particular, every word is so important Mm -hmm. because it, it is under such scrutiny. Yeah. But I don't, but nothing else is, nothing else is under that level of scrutiny, it feels like. Never. But it's, it is always, it feels like it is always with... Black people. It when, feels like it is. If it is a black centered topic, it has to be under a micro, like a magnifying glass for when everyone. Well, I think
1: that's like why the reasons before we started recording, we we're like, lol, we have butterflies. But it's like, like as as white men, as cisgender white men, like I say wrong stuff all the time. Like yeah. I don't. Like, and that kind of is a warning for this podcast. Like, if we say anything wrong, please tell me what's wrong because I want to learn.
0: Yes, and please... Exactly. Please correct us. Please feel free to do that. Like, this is a learning territory. Yeah. Just in a conversation to be had, but a conversation is not just two ways. It can be multiple ways. Please, please. Yeah, um, and I feel
1: like talking to... uh, Like, talking to people who don't share my opinion, I'm very careful of what I say because I know that a lot of the time... The um, conservative side of people tend to really overanalyze what we say to find their argument against it. Right. And because because right now, if you argue against Black Lives Matter, then in a way, canceled. You're racist. Yeah. So like, which I mean, like,
0: honestly, you're (laughs) not wrong. Yeah. Like, what do you? Oh, yeah.
1: And so I think that a lot of the conservative side takes. Um, a lot of the verbiage that we use and use it against us and formulates their argument from that rather than um, rather than either like outwardly saying no yeah. because then if they outwardly say no it's like okay so you're going to be against this movement that are, is trying to bring equality to this community. Yes. So, so like I don't know I think each side is being very careful in what they're saying. Exactly. Like we are being very careful of what we say. They're being careful what they say. Um, and so I don't know. A lot of people just need to really open their ears because yeah. I think no, no one listens anymore and no one, no one takes a breath to kind of formulate what they think. A lot of people just speak and a lot of people, um, you get
0: mouth and two ears for a reason.
1: That's very true. I love that. Um, and I think both sides are very much guilty of having their, passion take over which yeah. I am very guilty of like I think I have grown so passionate about this that if someone disagrees I am on top of you I feel I am that attacking and that's not it's such it's an a be.
0: it's, it's because there's such deep-rooted feelings across the board with this movement there is yeah. so there's layers of guilt for people empathy anger frustration like there's every emotion wrapped up in this so it's hard for you to separate that emotion but I think Especially when we're talking to people who disagree with us. That is a very, very big thing I focus on. I'm like, I cannot get emotional. Yeah. Like, I really... That is something I just have to immediately, like, check out.
1: Yeah. Sometimes getting emotional helps someone see something very well. Like, not emotional in the sense of, like, you're yelling or angry. But, like, you being, like, very emotional. How, like, just kind of showing your passion in a more vulnerable way helps people be like, oh, this is, like, a thing that... This is a human problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because especially like, um, how do I say this? Like, so I went to an all private boy school, high school, and my high school brothers just like have not said anything. Like haven't posted, haven't even just a post to kind of say like, I'm with you would be nice. But I would say like maybe a handful of them have posted that and those, that handful of people are my friends. Um, and it's disheartening because how how our country works, the voices that are going to get listened to are white men. Yeah. And that's just how it is right now because even though we are realizing how systematically bad our country is and like how people only listen to white men most of the time, like that is going to take a long time to change. Oh yeah. So why don't we have white men be the ones that can lift the voices of other people? Exactly. That's what like it, that's why I find it so frustrating when people, when, like, the guys I went to high school with don't say anything. Because I'm like, people will listen to you. Yes. And it's it's sad that people will listen to you because they, there's so many voices that they should listen to, but they're listening to yours.
0: Right. Because
1: of the color of your skin, because of your gender. So, why don't you use your voice to amplify other voices that should be heard? So, I think that's why I think I have become so passionate because, like sadly my voice as a white male will get amplified yeah so i'm going to either amplify what i am learning from people of color or other communities that are being oppressed or have disadvantages and i'm going to take their voices not take but amplify their voices and make sure that they are heard rather than rather than saying like i think that this should happen right i am the one that knows it all totally no it's like I have read this from this person and everyone needs to read this and since I'm a white male it will like, like there people, is more the people likelihood people of people
0: actually clicking and reading on his higher. yeah it's which nice. is so
1: stupid truly yeah because I'm, I'm like literally a stupid bitch so <laughs> same like it's, it's crazy that like just because I'm a white male people will like almost take me more seriously oh
0: absolutely I have seen that like sort of the white privileged white yeah. man's Oh my god! The words, it, it, finding yeah. words for this it just, it's just—it's not even like I'm trying. It's just the there's so much specificity I'm trying to place on every word. Yeah, I'm losing track of words what <laughs> to say. Um, but I was saying with the insta gay people on Instagram, like all those elite, f- mostly followed popular gay men. It cracks me up to see like the dividing line of people who are like, "Here's the deal: Pride was a riot. It is our duty as people of the LGBT community to support our black brother and sisters." Queer, cis, regardless, black trans women are the reason we have rights. It was our job totally to help them have the same equal rights. Yeah. Um, But it's so funny to see even in that sector that you would fu- that you would really think it's just like general. Mm-hmm. It is not to see like oh you're still Sunday brunching during a protest. You're
1: you're out and doing this. You're doing that. Like it's yeah bizarre to me. You're buying new speedos for the pic that you're yeah post
0: and you're later. and that's what you're posting. And that's what you're sharing. And you're posting with your group of friends, which they're all white. Yeah. They all look just like you. Yeah.
1: You're- well, and like, I mean, like not even to get into this, but then it, like, cause then it's like, okay, that's what you're saying. But then there's the pandemic of it all. Literally. You're not even supposed to be doing that.
0: Exactly. You're already, like, we all know you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing innately. And then on top of that, like you're even doing something worse than that.
1: Yeah. Like, and, like, time's being taken away from you, and you can reallocate that time to, like, educate yourself. Exactly. But you're choosing to Go
0: edit, out to Fire Island still. Yeah,
1: edit your photos, like, the house down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: truly, truly. Okay, so next I kind of wanted to get into, we've talked about it and said it a couple times, and these are three words I think get really thrown around and all have the same definition in most people's minds. Uh-huh. I wanted to talk about... Institutionalized racism and the difference of what structural and systemic racism are, because I think we all say one of those words. I am definitely guilty of using institutional and system systemic in the yeah. same exact way. Same. But I wanted to make sure I clarified what those were, because I needed clarification before this, and I feel like people listening would also need it. Um, yeah. So systemic racism, it says includes the policies and practices entrenched in established institutions, which result in the exclusion or promotion of designated groups. I think that is something that is exactly what we are dealing with. Yeah.
1: I would say like, um, we'll say the other two
0: institutional racism is racial discrimination that derives from individuals carrying up the dictates of others who are prejudiced or of a prejudiced society. And structural racism is inequalities rooted in the system-wide operation of a society that excludes substantial numbers of members of particular groups from significant participation in major social institutions. Yeah. Literally. Yeah.
1: USA, you a victim of all three. (laughs) Truly. uh. But I feel like if we're like tearing that in my head, it's like, Systematic, structural, or institutional. Okay, I feel
0: I yeah, and like as if there, does, there doesn't there doesn't
1: need to systemic. be a tier. But I systemic or systematic. It
0: says systemic, but I feel like I've heard both Either too way. because. But I agree with that exact same tier. I think there is a huge root of the problem is we created a fun, fully functioning, well functioning system mm-hmm.
1: that is completely based in white superiority. We had fo- we had. We had the White Founding Fathers create a structure for our country mm-hmm. that we have decided to keep yeah. for hundreds of years, totally. even though the world is completely different. <laughs> Literally. Like, we, like, it's actually insane how different it is. Oh, isn't it crazy how different it is from the 1700s <laughs> to the 2000s? Like, isn't that isn't crazy how but, much, like, you cut, how much <laughs> you've grown? But, like, we, that's the, that's the structure that we put in the systemic is us continuing to use that and kind of tweaking it along the way to even make it more unfair exactly and institutionalized is the way that all all of our companies schools and whatnot have become due to the structure that we have exactly
0: Uh, it's really alarming to think that like how much of history is jaded towards us how much of advertisements life like everything pretty much like I, in terms of just my childhood i yeah. think and i'm like there was there was very 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 uh, slim to none for the black community like it was huge for that sir raven to be on disney huge and it's like that is insane to me because yeah. that like, that, will, like, that color didn't even come to mind for that show for me
1: no not like, at all. It was fucking hilarious and it was one of my favorite shows. Exactly. Um Black Panther, when that came out, I remember thinking that it was so stupid that it took to whenever it was, maybe 2016. Yeah. 2016 to have a black superhero. Yeah. There was no and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost sure I'm right on movies and on screen that there was no black superhero. There was yeah. nobody in the black community for people to look up to as, like, a superhero. Yeah. I they don't only know the, had Marvel.
0: I don't know the root of this one superhero, but when I was a kid, did you ever watch the Justice League, the animated show on, like, Cartoon Network? No. Okay, well, I watched that as a kid for some reason. I know because like, they ended up dressing like up as this character for, you, for but... Halloween. Um, the Green Lantern on that show was a black superhero. Okay. And I thought he was the sickest, coolest superhero. I went as him for ha- as Halloween. No blackface because you don't need. Like, yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so that's another conversation we'll get to in just a sec. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to talk about cultural appropriation, but yeah. um, dressing up like, even then. And then I, I heard my parents like they saw a trailer for the Green Lantern movie coming out at the time. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Like my superhero! I was so excited. And it was Ryan Reynolds.
1: And I was like, One of the whitest people on
0: earth. Literally. And that movie tanked completely. Yeah. And I would. It would be a dream to credit it to being like it's because they used a white actor. I wish it was. It was just a shit movie. <laughs> yeah. But like that alone, I was like, I would love to know like truly the comic book history. Like, was that a, a black superhero the whole time? And for this major box office, it became Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively.
1: Yeah, we just whitewashed it. Literally. I think it's um. It it's crazy to think about being in school as a young kid and kind of getting taught these things that, um that we had no idea. Like we, like I didn't know the full history of the black community until
0: I never heard of black wall street.
1: I have only because like we went to OU. So we like that got brought up uh, maybe a time and again, but like just, just like the things that we don't know that we're finding out later on in life where it's like, why didn't I know this? And why wasn't this taught? And I think like as a, as a teacher at a school that I know is a victim of, Teaching this kind of whitewashed history of our country, it's frustrating because it's like, like, I like if when I think of like slavery and like being taught slavery, I think of like the three fits compromise mm-hmm. and Jim Crow laws, Jim Crow laws, MLK, Rosa Parks, and like maybe, um, oh,
0: you get a few token
1: like scientists and people, you get like George Washington Carver, yeah,
0: and you get maybe. Like, the sad part is I cannot come up with people. Like, that's the alarming part. Yeah. And it's... It's it's, three.
1: Yeah. And it's so frustrating because it's, like, that, like... Like, the White House was built by slaves. Right. Like, there's so many things that could be said to kind of show, like... like The Constitution
0: was signed, all men are created equal when almost all of them owned a slave.
1: Yeah. When all men are created equal. And it was, like... And it's, like... Like, it was white men who owned land. Like, are, women are were not equal. equal. Like, no. there were so many people that weren't equal when that was signed. And it's, like, that's not that's not what is taught. It's, like, and the Constitution was signed and USA was born. Yay! <laughs> and everyone was
0: equal. Yeah. Like, and it's,
1: like, no, it's, like, we they created a system that benefited who they were. Yeah. And it's, I just think it would be so cool to teach that in school and see what kids have to say about that.
0: I mean, and isn't the things about college that you love the most are the conversations and dialogues you have totally. in college. And why couldn't that, those dialogues and conversations, not maybe to the level of what a college conversation is, but like just open dialogue like that, is would be incredible
1: yeah. at any age. I had, I, so I was an education major and I had a class where it was like schools and American culture was like the class and it was like the class that you kind of went to um, lower economics status schools and kind mm-hmm. of taught there for a while and kind of like reflected on what you see what you hear and what whatnot and our teacher this is like the famously the hardest class in the education school and the teacher was like a huge was a white guy um, but the teacher which that just kind of shows how weird it is but um, the teacher was very hard on us and like kind of just like prompted us so much because he wanted us to like get sh- like real like yeah. he wanted us to like get shit out on the table and one day he gave us all like Monopoly money, and he, I was the only m- male in the class, um, and I think we had like two people of color in the class. And he would say something and be like, "If you are," he was like, "If you are white male, stand up." I stood up. He like gave me money, and then he's like, "Okay, now I'm going to take money from these people and give it to you, white male." And so like at the end, he like took so many m- so, took so much money from everyone. That was, like, disadvantaged because they're, like, gender, race, whatnot, religion, beliefs, and stuff like that. And, like, kind of at the end, he was, like, okay, now you can see that Jordan has so much more money than all these people. And that's how, kind of what our country is. That's such a good lesson. To it's learn. such a cool lesson. And I and I, I think I, like, was so embarrassed at the time to be in that class and be the one that was, like, like the white male. Yeah. Like, to kind of be the example of, like, oh, shit, like, I'm taking money from you guys. And like I remember, teachers. I remember an advisor told me like, um, go. You can go get a job somewhere, and they'll give you the principal job if you taught for two years over a woman who's been there for fifteen years. Like it's crazy. It really is. And for and like especially in education, when it's like um, pr- predominantly a woman. Yeah. Like a heavy profession that that still happens i remember
0: I, this is really frustrating my senior year i fed into i the a narrative that was said over and over in my high school for senior white cisgendered males like myself who were like well-rounded and had all this parents would always say this make the statement of uh well, if they if the schools weren't having to give all these scholarships to mm. X Y Z, then our our boys could be getting it. Our our ours could be doing this. And at the time, I was like, I was so fucking naive, and yeah. I totally like fed into it being like. Yeah, like, I probably do... It was never... I never, ever, like, vocalized it. It was like a conversation amongst shitty other cisgender people. (laughs) Um, And it would be like, just being like, yes, I wish I got more financial aid. Yes, I wish... It's unfortunate that blah, blah, blah. And, like, understanding now the reality of, like, no, no, no. It's not them giving them money. It's like, I had a ticket in so easy. Mm -hmm. Like, my... I basically walked on without having to do anything. Totally. I got into the school. I didn't even probably have to worry about it. And that is not the case for any of these other, any other race other than white people. Truly it feels like there is so much more riding on just that little bubble you fill in on the application Mm -hmm.
1: and it's crazy. And that, and that's the institutionalized racism kind of getting back to that, but like literally, um, but that's literally what it is. And I think like, um, like the conversation of like, Diversity hires, yeah, and um, I'd rather have someone that's just better qualified. It's like, I that is, I hear that
0: all the time, yes, it's like that
1: doesn't make sense because like people of color don't have the opportunities to get qualified most of the time, Mm -hmm. um, or like they in the past just like have not, like they just don't get the same opportunities that white people do to get the qualifications, certifications, whatever, yeah, to become qualified enough to be in the job and that's why the change of like hiring people of color has like that's why it was put in there true because they are already disadvantaged because of color of their skin so they don't have the certain advantages that we have to say like like go to a better college or like take this certification and get certified like to do an unpaid internship yes like experience and just like they people like yeah unpaid internships is so crazy oh you you could get me started on that for a long time (laughs) i
0: think that idea is the biggest crock of shit yeah and i've thought that selfishly just being like my work ethic yeah in my work for you is worthy of money Mm -hmm. like you are you couldn't do this job if i wasn't here
1: but it's crazy that you can have a resume of maybe three unpaid internships and you would have um a person of color come in with not that, but three paying jobs that they didn't get fired from and anything, yeah. you'd get it. Right,
0: because I had the quote-unquote experience. Yeah. And while that may be true on paper, who's also to say that, like, you can't gain the same experience from such polarizingly different fields?
1: Well, and like, in my head, like, so I'm going to hire someone that, like, has never gotten a paycheck, so they don't know how to do their finances, and they, like, don't even know how to operate within a company that, like, pays for them. Or, like, over someone that, like, has been making money for a long time. Is probably having to make that money. Yes. And, like, needs this. Like, that is their...
0: Like, they've been hustling. And you can tell that this person's probably been... uh, Like, the white person candidate's probably been riding mommy and daddy's coattails still. Yes. Or at least have that as a buffer, if anything, were to flip... Like, slip up. Like, that is not the case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last final big topic I want to get into before we kind of, like, finish out being like, what can we still do? What can we... Yeah continue to do um, I want to talk briefly on cultural appropriation um, mm-hmm. one of the big things that got me was seeing a uh, comparison directly of like headlines for when Zendaya wore dreadlocks in like cornrows and braids to the Oscars mm-hmm. versus when Kim Kardashian posted a photo in full braided cornrows and it the headline for Zendaya's was from Juliana Rancic's mouth yeah. Say, stating that uh, she looks like she probably she looks like her hair smells like weed um, to then Juliana Rancic for E said when Kim did Corn Rose that she was starting um, a new trend a new wave of hairstyles never never seen before and like that was like a full year two years even after and I just find like that love that just seems so obvious especially yeah. when looking at the exact same person who said it too it's like do you not see what you just did there?
1: yeah I would I would like to formally come out and say, um, fuck Juliana Ranzig. Yeah, I should have your job, and true, literally, yeah, and and also I I literally hold Zendaya so close to my heart. Zendaya is Michi, if you haven't heard, and like uh, for her to say that is such a just like it's I like it's I don't, it, I, I'm at such a loss for words because it's yeah. so... Stupid,
0: because it, it like all it does yeah. it, it pushes that there's that a thug narrative mm-hmm. immediately based on that hairstyle, yep. which then if you even if I everyone if Google right now unprofessional work hairstyles mm-hmm. men and women it will be predominantly images of black people in, in their natural w- hair yes with natural hair with with an afro with different Gorgeous, techniques of braids natural hair and like that hair to me also I don't understand. What professional hair is? Yeah, it is hair. Like mm-hmm. that idea also to me is crazy. Like, what is professional hair? What is my hair doing with how I'm doing my job? And especially like I, can, you know what? Fine, I can get it. Don't come into my office that this, let this law firm with hot pink hair. Understandable, but like, yeah. What is the difference in texture of hair that makes that unprofessional? That is what is mind-boggling. Like, there's no way you can't. Con- they can't control that. Mm-hmm. Like they are born with a. With more melanin, with different hair texture, everything. That is uncontrollable things. With less products to control their hair if they wanted to. exactly. And so then all those things that are completely uncontrollable, those are the things that are the reasons that they are disliked, disadvantaged, and pushed away. Yeah, Like, that is crazy to me. I don't... Also, the idea of cultural appropriation, cherry-picking what you want Mm. from a culture that you regularly do not support and do not endorse, do not... Yeah. involve yourself with At you don't know anything you like about you get to cherry pick what you like but when it comes to the entire culture and the people it's not for you like that doesn't make sense to me ever i never understood white people painting their skin like to be the color of a different skin yeah like that um uh-uh.
1: have you seen politician season two yes i thought they did a really good job on cultural appropriation amazing job which like and they put it in such like um Stupid bitch terms where it's like even a stupid bitch can understand. Yeah. But it's like, like people that like, so it's, I mean, like no one's gonna culture appropriate besides white people. So if white people take other people's cultures and because we are white, everyone is below us. Yeah. Like that's just how our country has made it seem. And it has made it fact almost. And so if you oh, take... Any, thing? I was like, it seems... It's more than it seems. Yeah, yeah, definitely more than it seems. But um, if we take any part of the... If we take any culture that's not white, which... Hashtag, we don't have culture. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> Literally! Like, and so it's like if you take any part of culture and, like, use it as a joke, a costume, a statement, a song, a whatever, that's cultural appropriation. So it's, like, crazy that there's people... That still do that shit. I
0: think exactly. Like, it seems like something. So something, Obvious. something like, um, that seems like we came over the edge, uh, over the hedge for Like We were like, yeah. we did that. We grew from that.
1: But, like, no, it's not so, at it's all. So all lives matter vibe.
0: It is. It's like, well, I was doing this because, Oh my God. Well, this is exactly my school. My high school just announced that they were removing. I went to a high school, Martin high school, Um, that we were the Warriors and the logo was a Native American headdress. Hmm. And it was just announced that they're doing away with the headdress and going to follow this other, uh, the Rocking M logo that they had also, that the football team always used anyway. And to my response immediately, it was great on them. Also, like, I have no opinion. Otherwise, I don't go to high school there anymore. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, Tell that to the class of 1983 on Facebook because (laughs) – they, all of the alumni were like, I can't believe, well, there's memorabilia at this Kroger, go purchase if you still want to remember the headdress. Someone was like, I use, I have my 87 graduation tassel around my review mirror, and it still has the headdress. And I was also like, bitch one, like move on. Yeah. Move that's on. Sad. That's sad. That's, it, that's what cracked me up too, is like all these people having these opinions, and this is how I feel about most mm-hmm. anything. If it does not personally affect you. Why the fuck do you care? Yeah, like them changing the logo, class of nineteen eighty seven. Like the odds of you donating to that school, I bet you don't. Yeah, I bet you don't put any money into that public school. Yeah, the I, the odds of you showing up to a homecoming game, I bet you don't even do that. I bet you like you haven't been in your school since you graduated. Yeah,
1: this does not affect you. Why the fuck are you I feel mad? like we're pretty jaded because we both have grown and grown to be different people than we were in high school. Totally. So then we're like, yeah, fuck high school. But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, high school the worst.
0: <laughs> but, but no. Uh,
1: but for the people that like, uh, that like literally go back home to like be close to their high school to do like Friday Night Light vibes, like they hold it so close and like they think that like this decision that they made is like detrimental to yeah.
0: Them. It will alter the high school experience yeah
1: forever. Because that's the problem is like your statement so true. If it doesn't affect you, why do you give a shit? People think that a lot of things affect them. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Like, uh, like the people that were against gay marriage. Like, like, how is that affecting you? Oh well, it's making my marriage seem less serious. That's the cracks in your marriage, homeboy. Yeah, literally. Like, if you think that two guys two girls getting married is going to affect your marriage look at your marriage
0: yeah that, no do, so do you look at another straight couple and say oh their marriage their them getting wed is really going to threaten yeah. my relationship cuz that cuz that shit threatens your relationship is no. straight marriage yeah but straight <laughs> marriage <laughs> 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 literally oh god i the that whole thing too it's like yeah the ideas of dates like when things actually happened mm-hmm. with all these things with legalizing marriage um women being able to vote black women being able to vote all that thing it's we're basically at like a hundred years total like it, we, like, like it feels the, like it was we were told it happened 400 years ago
1: like literally how it just became law that people can't get fired from drops for being gay
0: that, yeah, that just that became a law. Two weeks ago. <laughs> it's 2020
1: and that happened two weeks ago.
0: I know. That is crazy to me. Okay, and I wanted to circle back to this because I mentioned Marsha P. Johnson and black trans people, but it's such uh-huh. an important conversation. Yes. I had skipped over it. it like on the sheet. Um, The higher prevalence. Shout out to our black trans community. We truly, love you. Truly, seriously. Amazing. Like, the only reason, one, that we have rights is because of them. Two, the amount of things they do for the culture that everyone yes. steals from is insane. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about just the exponentially higher numbers of violence and acts of brutality that happened to black trans women uh-huh. in the trans community entirely, specifically related to police brutality. Totally. I, like, there one in two trans women are sexually assaulted by police officers. And that number alone, like, apparently isn't enough... Like a 50% of the population is being affected like that, That's an, but that's not enough to talk about or enough mm. to warrant something for people. Yeah. That
1: blows my mind. It's very frustrating because one, trans people in general are literally the bravest people to walk on this earth. Yeah. To realize and to act on the self-realization that you were either born in the wrong body or don't identify as the body that you were given at birth or Mm -hmm. the gender that someone gave to you and deciding to change that for yourself and make that decision and come out and do that is insane. Like I respect them so much. And like, it's insane that people kind of don't see that part of them and just see that they're like monsters in a way, which is so stupid. But like, um, but more specifically black trans people like like I, I'm not going to like talk on the plight of the black trans community right. but from what I've read and how I've educated myself like black trans people whenever they decide to become the most brave they could be and tr- decide to be their true selves their own families in the past just said see you later Yeah. and so what has happened is that when those people that decide to, that they don't decide, that they get kicked out of their families and they have to go either find new people to identify as family yeah. or they go on and kind of live their lives. And so when they get sexually assaulted by a police officer or murdered, there's no repercussions for it because in a way, they don't, they like, they, no one cares about them. Yeah. Because their family disregarded their life. Right. And so that's, I think that's the biggest problem is that these police officers almost have noticed that yeah and they can and they have taken advantage on their plight as black trans people that they that their families probably aren't proud of them or yeah. their families don't I like don't accept them so what they can do is that they can do anything to them is what i totally. think and i think it's so disgusting that a black trans woman or trans man can get murdered and it gets like swept under the rug. Oh, like that!
0: Al- that is alarming to me. In the fact that it's been happening in like in the, even the past three years, it's been happening. Well,
1: and like the numbers do not show how many people have been murdered. No, the numbers show uh, maybe a. Snitch. No, or like the one that came out. I forget her name. That's
0: terrible, terrible, terrible of me to do that because it is so important to say their names. Yes, um, but there was a black trans woman who was lynched. Fully Mm -hmm. found in a park lynched. And the police ruled it because there wasn't enough reason to look or something. They ruled it as a suicide. And it was one of those things where it's like, so because some, like, I don't understand what that even means. Like, it is your duty to uncover what happened as a police officer to a dead body. Yeah. It is your job to do that. Clearly, this is not a suicide. Like, it just, it just isn't like, no. She didn't go hang herself in this park in the middle of the night and kill herself. Like that, I
1: just No. Uh huh. TT Gully is one of them, which, like, is one of them. Exactly. Like, that's sad to say. Like, that. I bet that same situation has happened to multiple black trans women. And, um, it's just, it's, it's sad because. I mean, it's sad because people are literally getting murdered. No one cares. Like, it seems like we have an administration that doesn't care. We have um, half the country that votes for the administration that we are in that doesn't care. Yeah. Like, it's... And then even within
0: our sector of, like, the gay community, there are so many people who, like, are like, I love the community or, like, any ally of the community. I love the community, but I just I can't get behind the whole trans thing. I just yeah. can't get behind that. I can't get behind... Um, I just or that 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 goes against what God says you're saying God made a mistake. And Bitch. I mean all of that stuff, it's like you are, you are entitled to that opinion. Yeah. But to circle back to what I said earlier, a trans person's existence and a trans person's life does not affect you. Yeah. Why the fuck do you care? Yeah. And why do you actively vocalize how much it bothers you?
1: Well, and it's like the gay community, your your like you reading each other, your yes gods, your yes mamas, that's not you. No, that's you... black trans people. Yes,
0: and that's not that's not and that's not drag race either. No, like, that's not. None of that is what th- th- that
1: source is. Like that dates that's back the to Paris run. is burning. Like yeah, it's 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 literally cultural appropriation in a way. It's like literally yeah. cherry picking what you like. Oh, every
0: every white girl who has a Tumblr, a frame, a T shirt that says Yas Queen," that is. Essentially, cultural appropriation. Yeah. You, those origins that that word did not originate with you. Yeah. None of that did.
1: Yeah. Me saying earlier, "House down boots,"
0: not. not yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. I think, and I think that's a thing is we don't even realize is how often we potentially do appropriate a culture, totally even yeah. in ways like that, where it's a simple phrase. But that that phrase encapsulates so much of a history and a community that is so marginalized.
1: Yeah, and I think it's um, we're at a really cool. We're at an amazing time no we, we're at a we're at a very monumental um pivotal time where change is on the horizon and I think it's so exciting to think about the the vocabulary and verbiage that's going to get eradicated from people's languages that are so clearly like derogatory yes. degrading or cultural appropriation that like, That is so obvious to where it's like, ooh, I was saying that? Gross. Right. Like, it's so stupid. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean,
0: people say it still all the time. That's so gay. Yeah. And, like, that that one does not personally bother me, but I know it bothers other people.
1: Yeah, retarded. That bothers me really badly. I, yeah, that one really bothers me. And, like, and I'll literally catch myself being, like, like, almost saying it. Yeah. Cause it's like I used to use it's that all, if, if you've watched the hangover recently,
0: it's yeah. in the hangover so much. They oh, say yes. the R-word like it's nothing.
1: It's it's like in movies. That's so gay is in movies. Like it's Oh, yeah. Like, literally everything used to be.
0: It's crazy that we're still arguing over the N-word. Yeah. It's nuts. Okay, so to wrap up, I kinda want to talk about what we still can do and should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna definitely just make it clear that if your feeds don't look like the feeds that me and Jay Ray have been talking about that, that could be a problem right there.
1: Yeah. Go ahead Um,
0: ahead and change that. (laughs) Look into, um, what your followers and the people you surround yourself with are supporting and sharing, especially during this time, because, um, I understand posting photos. Hey, I've posted pictures on my Instagram, but I am in no way halting conversations or pretending like things aren't happening. Yes. I'm you have, we have to have those tough conversations with friends and family there is not a moment that you're at a family gathering where a racist thing is brought up that you shouldn't call it out for being racist. Totally. Um, it is so important to sign petitions. Mm-hmm. When we all posted... Petitions last, work. They were, There is so much proven history in petitions yes. that dates back to early, early centuries. Like yeah. We were talking Rome. And, there and were we petitions.
1: Are, and we are the left and an advantage to have... Uh, a government that values petitions. And adds with, the internet that allows you to sign petitions... In the matter of seconds.
0: Literally, there's. we all use the same place to sign. It takes one yeah. click when you make an account. You don't, you don't even have to put
1: your name in ever again. Yes. It is and, so and easy. If, and if you are processing things yourself, and you still want to sign petitions, and you don't want to have your name on it, you can be anonymous. Right. But your signature is still validated as a number on that petition. Exactly. And it's so important. And
0: the that's numbers. valid. You, like yes. People can have that problem. Nine million of those black squares were shared on Instagram. Identifying solidarity and support with the Black Lives Matter movement predominantly right after Breonna Taylor's Whole story was blasted across the internet and it was our duty to get those cops arrested Only 2.6 million people signed that protest It took more time for someone to take a photo of a black square find a black image make a caption and post it than it would have taken them to sign a petition and those cops could be easily arrested and charged with these crimes at this point It is petitions work. They work. Contact your congressmen, your senators. When mm-hmm. you see people share email threads and email things where you just have to copy and paste, it's all you have to do. Copy and paste. Do it. Take yeah. the time. It takes five seconds. Mm-hmm. Do it. And get out and vote. Vote. Register to vote if you haven't registered. Practice vote. in your local <laughs> elections. Yes. We have... Uh, Texas has an election that's been going on. There's voting tomorrow. I will yeah. be at the polls tomorrow voting. I'm um, so amped. It is going to be so exciting to also, vote. Also,
1: it's... Voting is not voting for Donald or Joe. Voting is your state senators, your local, yes. your everything. Yes. Look into who you're voting for. If, you, like, there, there are Democrats and there are Republicans. Both are great. They are amazing Republicans that stand up for what they should stand up. There's a, there's Democrats that don't do that shit. Right. So look into who you're voting for and see what you agree with. We vote literally however you want because voting is such a cool right that we have. And if you aren't agreeing with us and you vote the way that you don't think that we are gonna vote, (laughs) that's totally fine because you're using your voice. Yes. And using your voice is like pretty much the whole thing that we want to start saying. Yes. Like, use your fucking voice. Like you have one for a reason. Um, amplify people's voices that don't get heard. It is your. Privilege and your duty as an American citizen
0: to vote. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing, amazing privilege to have, to be able to have a say in the way your country functions, in the way that your local city functions, that you control that. Get out there. Make a difference. Make it count. Totally. And then finally, I just want to say, listen to other stories. Listen to people. Educate yourself. And and act on it.
1: Listen, educate, act. It's not hard. I think one of the easier ways that... I found that is so easy and so fun is to watch shows, movies, or podcasts that explain this shit. There is, um,
0: amen, there are amazing things you can entertain yourself
1: with yeah. and be educated. That like bring stuff to light that you wouldn't know. Literally, um, me and my roommate, I've watched it previously, but I made my roommate watch Pose. And Pose, especially season two, is so important yeah like if there's one thing that you want to take from this podcast it's go watch pose season 2 because it shows you it shows you everything that we talked about the black trans community yeah. it shows you the love and support that is within that community that is so that the community palpable. is built in love yes. it is that community is love the 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 way that the show it it shows that these people that don't get accepted by their families find other families and that becomes a new family it's incredible it's like it's i don't know go watch post season two it literally will teach you how to be a human being and it will change your perspective on a lot of things i'm sure between me and
0: jordan we'll find a list of amazing cinema and tv shows that will educate you that we will happily share on ours totally. because as movie, up. truly truly Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you for having this conversation with thank me. Thank you. I'm so happy we got to do this. Yes. Love you, and all right, we'll catch you guys on the next Bye, party chat or whatever that is. Get out there and vote. Bye.